vader Kalsijn zijn medicijnen niet inneemt. In het Utrechtse Den Dolder is grote onrust ontstaan. De ING-bank gaat extra letten op de af- en bijschrijvingen van klanten. Op het moment dat iemand bijvoorbeeld kinderbijslag ontvangt, krijgt hij een aanbieding van ING voor het openen van een kinderspaarrekening. Bij het boeken van een reis een reisverzekering. Alle ING-klanten doen in principe automatisch mee. Er bestaat wel de mogelijkheid zich af te melden van de reclamedienst. Het weer, veel bewolking met vooral in het westen plaatselijk wat regen, in het oosten vanmiddag hier en daar zon. Vanavond en vannacht in het oosten en zuiden opnieuw kans op onweer, mogelijk met hagel en zware windstoten. Tot zover het radionieuws. U luistert naar RTV Maastricht. Some people say the rappers don't have feelings. We have feelings. We have feelings. Some people say that we are not rappers. We're rappers. That hurts our feelings. Hurts our feelings when you say we're not rappers. Some people say that rappers are invincible. We're invincible. We're invincible. But you are about to hear our true stories. Real experiences. Autobiographical raps. Things that happen to us. All true. Bring the rhyme. I make a meal for my friends. Try to make it delicious. Try to keep it nutritious. Create wonderful dishes. Not one of them thinks about the way I feel. Nobody compliments the meal. I got good feelings. I got good feelings. I feel like a prize asshole. No one even mentions my casserole. I got good feelings. I got said something nice about my professor role. Here's a little story to bring a tear to your eye. I was shopping for a wetsuit to scoop a dive. But every suit I try was too big around the thighs. And the assistant suggests I try a lady's size. I got good feelings. I got good feelings. I'm not gonna wear a lady's wetsuit. I'm a man. I got good feelings. I got good feelings. Give me a small man's wetsuit, please. It's my birthday, 2003, waiting for a call from my family. They forgot about me. I got hurt feelings, I got hurt feelings. The day after my birthday is not my birthday, mom. I call my friends, say let's go into town, but they're all too busy to go into town. So I go by myself, I go into town. Then I see all my friends, they're all in town. I got hurt feelings, I got hurt feelings They're all lined up to watch that movie, Made in Manhattan Have you ever been told your ass is too big? Have you ever been asked if your hair is a wig? Have you ever been told you're mediocre in bed? Have you ever been told you got a weird shaped head? Has your family ever forgotten you and driven away? Once again, they forgot about you Were you ever called homo cause at school you took yeah. drama? Have you ever been Trotgen, you look like a llama. Yeah, that is uh, Flight of the Concords, uh, Hurt Feelings, their awesome rap of rappers who have feelings when they go to uh, New York and they get dissed by other rappers. It's a terrible story. Um, and this is a little introduction to what we're going to be talking about today. And as you all, all may or may not know, Flight of the Concords is a musical. And it's a musical about uh, New Zealanders uh, trying to make it in the rapping world in Brooklyn. Now, uh, over the course of the day, um, Zaki, uh, which is here to, is with us today. Uh, Hello, everyone. Yeah, he's going to be exposing one of his uh, favorite, uh, favorite musicals, and so will Anastasia. Hello. Yeah, welcome both. Welcome both. And I also would like to thank uh, Sajid for being behind the, 
the controls and uh, making sure that everything runs smoothly. So, as we did before, we're going to do... Oh, yeah, we're going to do um, the cultural agenda. And uh, first things first, because well, I don't like to have it at the end. I'd like to change things up. So, once again, the cultural agenda for Student Radio Maastricht shall be done at the beginning. Tis the exam week, and as a result, we have to look forward and daydream even about festivities to come. Next week, on Wednesday the 12th of July, the University Orchestra of Maastricht and the Tuna Universitaria de Maastricht will come together and perform some Iberian musical classics. Zaki and I will perform on the day, so if you're interested, check us out at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. at Fasos Courtyard. In addition, Student Radio Maastricht is also organizing a general barbecue reunion this Sunday. If you're a fan of the project or grilled food, check us out on Facebook for further details. (laughs) Finally, I would like to thank uh, Code043 for sponsoring us and RTV Maastricht for letting us use their gizmos every Wednesday. Now... Let's get to the theme of the day, musicals. Now, musicals have always been with us, and for better or worse, they have forever entrenched into our memory, no matter what we do. Thus, I would like to introduce Anastasia for, their, for her musical pick. Anastasia, what did you choose today, and why? Hi, Miguel. Thank you so much. I, have cho- I chose for today Hamilton. Uh, the 2015 musical written uh, and predominantly produced by the magnificent Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, I think it's a super fun introduction to musicals. It's very accessible. It's a lot of fun. Um, And I think the music is just excellent in every single way. Lots of awards, and I think it deserves every single one of them. Um, So the song I chose from uh, the the show is The Room Where It Happens. Um, I love this song. I think it's composed very well and I think Leslie Odom Jr.'s voice is so excellent. So here is the room where it happens. Mr. Secretary, Mr. Burr, sir. Did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. (laughs) Now how you gonna get your debt plan through? I guess I'm gonna finally have to listen to you. Really? Talk less, smile more. <laughs> Do whatever it takes to get my plan on the Congress floor. The Madison and Jefferson are merciless. Well, hate the sin, love the sinner. Hamilton. I'm sorry, Burr, I gotta go. But decisions are happening over dinner. And an immigrant walk into a room Diametrically opposed foes They emerge with a compromise Having open doors that were previously closed Bros. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power A system he can shape however he wants The Virginians emerge with the nation's capital And here's the pièce de résistance No one else was in the room where it happened The room where it happened The room where it happened was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played, the art of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happens, but no one else is in the room where it happens. Thomas Clay, Alexander. 
Alexander was on Washington's doorstep one day in distress and disarray. Thomas Plains. Alexander said, I've nowhere else to turn. And basically begged me to join the fray. Thomas Plains. I approached Madison and said, I know you hate him, but let's hear what he has to say. Thomas Plains. Well, I arranged the meeting. I arranged the menu, the venue, the seating. But no one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened. Sacrificed in every game of chess We just assume that it happens But no one else is in the room where it happens Meanwhile, Madison is grappling with the fact that not every issue can be settled by committee Meanwhile, Congress is fighting over where to put the capital it isn't pretty Then Jefferson approaches with the dinner and invite And Madison responds with Virginian insight Maybe we can solve one problem with another And win a victory for the southerners In other words, oh, oh. a quid pro quo I suppose Wouldn't you like to work a little closer to home? Actually, I would Well, I propose the Potomac And you'll provide him his vote Well, we'll see how it goes Let's go No What else was in the room where it Has in the room where it happened to Alexander Hamilton. What did they say to you to get you to sell New York City down the river? Alexander Hamilton. Did Washington know about the dinner? Was the presidential pressure to deliver? Alexander Hamilton. Or did you know even then it doesn't matter where you put the U.S. Capitol? Cause we'll have the banks. We're in the same spot. You got more than you gave. And I wanted what I got. When you got skin in the game, you stay in the game. But you don't get a win unless you play in the game Oh, you get love for it, you get hate for it You get nothing if you wait for it, wait for it, wait God help and forgive me I want to build something that's gonna outlive me What do you want, girl? What do you want, girl? What do you stand for nothing, girl? What do you fall for? I, I want to be in the room where it happens The room where it happens I Wanna be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I wanna be in the Saying what they trade away. We dream of a brand new star. But we dream in the dark for the most part. Dark as a tomb where it happens. I've got to be in the room. I've got to be Yep, that's the room where it happens. Um, Hamilton is a sort of a biopic, a bio musical about the life of Alexander Hamilton. Um, it follows events of the Revolutionary War, political uh, political intrigue, um, drama of all kinds. Uh, it's it's a fun musical, and it's I think it's very engaging for a period of American history where not very many people are engaged with. 
Yeah, that's very true. I was actually lucky enough to see Hamilton. Yeah. And actually, shout out to my alma mater, J.R. Masterman High School. Leslie Odom Jr. actually went there for middle school. Yeah. So, Did you see um, the original cast or the new cast? I actually saw the new... I saw... It was a regional cast. I saw it in San Diego, not yeah. on like Broadway in yeah, New York yeah. City. But it was it's a fun musical. It's yeah. very fun, very engaging, very approachable, of yeah. course. Yeah, definitely. I, I I remember bonding so much with a friend of mine just by reciting Alexander Hamilton. Uh, it was one of the first songs that I realized I could memorize by heart because it's so chronological. You just remember the history of Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. and how cool it was. Yeah. I think one of the important things about this musical itself as a production is that its cast was all people of color, Mm -hmm. which is pretty important for like a lot of people think of like musicals as a somewhat more white thing. But no, this was... And like topically, it's a very subversive thing to do. Um, I think the only the only main character who is a white person is the King of England. And as a story about the revolution, um, the American Revolution, uh, it's 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 very poignant, and I think it's it was a, it was a really amazing decision to make but as also, a piece of art. It also makes sense, yeah, uh, because uh, I think uh, Lee Manuel, I can't remember the name of the yeah, Lin Manuel. Lin Manuel, he's he's Caribbean, so mm-hmm. was Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton came from St Kitts and Nevis, and uh, Lin Manuel comes from Puerto Rico. So it's like really close yeah. by islands. And I think. Uh, Hamilton was not a person of color, not by any sorts, he, but he was British. But there was a Caribbean element to it, and um, Lee Manuel was that's why Lee Manuel chose him as his hero yeah, of the founding a, fathers. A big motif in the musical is the, the, the experience as an immigrant. Yeah. Um, and as Alexander Hamilton himself was an immigrant to the colonies, um, it, it tells it tells inherently an immigrant story. Yeah. And the migrant situation in the United States is very politically charged, even in 2015 when this was being written and being being, um, premiered for the first time. Um, So just that story and that act of having um, marginalized uh, people be highlighted in this story, I think was was an amazing thing. And it was definitely a very amazing thing when when it premiered. Indeed, indeed. I mean, it really... Ways. I remember reading somewhere about how um, about how Lin Manuel Miranda, Miranda he got the idea for this musical while reading um, the bio- biography yeah. of Alexander Hamilton. I don't remember who the author was, but he was reading it and it was like it very is a story of the American dream in mm-hmm. a sense. The idea that anyone can come from nothing and then end up as great as Alexander Hamilton, the person who was on the twenty dollar bill. So and it's also a, re- a redemptive story. I Indeed. think. Lee Manuel uh, saw it as an opportunity to save the idea of Alexander Hamilton because nobody really remembered who he was. He wasn't a president. He doesn't have coins to him, if I'm not mistaken. And so it was one of the lesser known uh, people of uh, founding fathers, mm-hmm. but just like most lesser known people in history, their life stories are the most particularly interesting. I think I just I really enjoy the way they conducted the whole how the, at the beginning of the story they say that he's going to die and he's going to be forgotten. He's a great person and he's someone that we need to remember, but he'll be shot by someone he knows and the the, the, the murderer, Alan Burr, confesses at the beginning of the first song, Alexander Hamilton, mm-hmm. which is, I think is a really good story technique. 
I had a I had a friend. She was lucky enough to see it in New York, and um, she uh, is studying stage management now. But she said just the 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 lighting and the technical production of it was just amazing. Um, and I'm really jealous, Zachy, that you got to see it. Yeah, that was a fun that was a fun experience. Like I just happened to be in LA visiting a family, yeah. and like because my mom had just moved back there, and so I had seen an old friend of my mom's who my mom hadn't seen for like 20 years or so, and like. Like like a couple of days after I after we met her, she just texts me like, "Hey, so would you like to see Hamilton?" And I was like, "Um, I mean, not particularly, but if I have the opportunity, then sure." And she's like, "Okay, a friend of mine is potentially not is thinking of not going, and I'm gonna see if I can just get the tickets off of her." And it ended up happening <laughs> that like the, like the next day we took a drive down to San Diego. It's like two hours away and saw Hamilton. It was fantastic. Who in the world doesn't want to go to Alexander Hamilton? Like, I mean, what was the reasoning behind this? I I don't know honestly. I honestly don't know. I guess that friend missed out. Missed out. I don't know. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Right. <laughs> well, it was very glittering <laughs> trash. Honestly, very expensive trash. Yeah, expensive tickets. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Zaki, uh, what musical do you want to bring in to us today? Well, I'm going to bring in a somewhat more traditional musical, uh, Sondheim's Into the Woods. And we're going to start off by playing, uh, it's actually basically two songs glued together. Uh, it is Your Fault, followed by Last Midnight. It's because of you there's a giant in our midst and my wife is dead. But it isn't my fault I was given those beans. You persuaded me to trade away my cow for beans. And without those beans, there'd have been no stock to get up to the giants in the first place. Wait a minute, magic beans for a cow so old that you had to tell a lie to sell it, which you told. Were they worthless beans? Were they oversold? Oh, and tell us who persuaded you to steal that gold. See, it's your fault. No. So it's your fault. No. Yes, it is. It's not. It's true. Wait a minute, but I only stole the gold to get my cow back from you. So it's your fault. Yes. No, it isn't. I've kept those beans, but our house was cursed. She made us get a cow to get the curse reversed. It's your father's fault that the curse got placed in the place, got cursed in the first place. Oh, then it's his fault. It was his fault. No. Yes, it is. It's his. I guess. Wait a minute, though. I chopped up the beanstalk. Right, that's clear. But without any beanstalk, then what's queer is how did the second giant get down here in the first place? Second place. Yeah, how? Well, who had the other bean? The other bean. The other bean. You pocketed the other bean. I didn't. Yes, I did. So it's yours. No, it isn't, because I gave it to my wife. So it's hers. No, it isn't. Wait a minute, she exchanged that bean to obtain your shoe, so the one who knows what happened to the bean is you. I mean that old bean that your wife, oh dear, but I never knew, and so I do, but don't look here. So it's your fault. See, it's her fault. But she it isn't mine at all. But what? Well, if you hadn't gone back up again. We were needy. We were greedy, did you need that head? But I got it for my mother. So it's her fault, then. Yes, but what about the harp in the third place? The harp, yes. Wait, dare me to. I dare you to. You dare me to. She said that I was scared, too. She dared me. No, I so it's your fault. Wait a minute. And you had left the harp alone, it wouldn't be in trouble in the first place. Yes, she hadn't raised it in the first place. Yes, she hadn't raised it in the first place. You're responsible, you're the one to blame, it's your fault. It's the boom splat. 
Midnight from Into the Woods. Um, what's not, the reason I like this sh- show a lot is because I feel like it really goes into one of the things that musicals often do is really approach old stories in new ways. Um, for those of you who, for those of you in our student in our audience who are not familiar with Into the Woods, the entire storyline of the first act should be pretty familiar. Uh, it's basically Jack and the Beanstalk, Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. Rapunzel, basically all of the old nursery rhymes that you're familiar with, but glued in, but like certain certain characters are mixed are combined, so it tells one continuous story, and this where and you know all of these things happen, everyone ends up with a happy ending, and then the second act happens, and so if you remember the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack goes up the beanstalk, he meets giants, you know, he comes back down the giant stalks, he cuts down, he cuts down a beanstalk and a giant falls to his death. That giant had a wife and she isn't very happy about her husband being killed. And so that is the story of the second act, the, the giant's wife coming back to smite the humans for killing her husband. And that's what Last Midnight is really about. The witch responding to, because all of the humans, they blame the witch for what happens and she's like well you stole from me you did all of these things to me why are you blaming me for these things and so it's really interesting to me that way what do y'all think guys i when i first saw into the woods i was i was really scared it really scared me (laughs) 
I thought it was spooky. Um, it definitely, I, because I always expected um, Into the Woods to be like a fun little childish romp and fantasy, but it actually ended up being very um, visceral and it's like, it's it's emotion, emotionality. Is that a word? Emotionality? Yeah. It is now. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, I did a pretty fun childlike romp for the first act. Yeah, and then the second act hits and like babies are dying and it's really scary. Yeah, there's like adultery. Yeah. Yeah. I actually haven't seen the musical at all, but when I was going through the music list for this production today, I went onto the YouTube video of this exact video, this exact song, and it was scary. I was <laughs> I was really perturbed a little bit. I like, why is the witch turning into sand? What's going on? Why is everything going? Why is everything so dark and grey? Uh, I thought it was just a, another musical, fantastical musical, but exactly as you said, uh, our traditional song, uh, traditional stories about. Jack and the Beanstalk and all these things, but no, it's a, it's a nice take on on you know kids' stories made into mm-hmm. actually something serious, something scary, something that makes you question. And I think I think that's a I think just the medium of musicals is really um, uh, predisposed to that because I think the general um, idea is that they're very campy, they're very funny, they're a very not serious thing, and then like Into the Woods takes that camp and kind of inverts it into like this is actually a, like a very serious thing, and camp is being used productively to uh, elaborate on these adult ideas. Um, it's a cool thing, right? It's a really cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of musicals that kind of play into that. For example, Alexander Hamilton, Mm -hmm. it kind of approaches the story of American Dream in that sense. One of my favorite musicals in the world, um, West Side Story, approaches Romeo and Juliet, but places it in modern times to really make a focus more on racial tensions. Yeah, and Avenue Q takes this very literally in that Avenue Q is a musical and it's all puppets. Um, and it, it, it visually, it's very reminiscent of Sesame Street, but the puppets are singing about adultery and like porn and really like really and shot of Freud. Yeah, shot and Freud. And um, it's it's a very adult themed musical, but the visual language is is very Sesame Street. I remember just watching one musical that completely blew me away, which was uh, Spider Man. Yeah. And I, I watched it in Broadway actually, and it was wow, it was. They cancelled it after a month because of the lighting and the special effects was so expensive that they couldn't make no profit. Way. Yeah, was that why? Yeah, that was one of the main reasons. But it was such an awesome take on Spider-Man yeah. as the you know the traditional campy comic, and also inspired a little bit by the movies that have been coming out a lot, the Marvel movies. But it was just wow! It was the best Spider-Man thing I've watched was definitely in theater, a musical. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, always a lot of people get surprised by this. <laughs> I have to admit, I was not expecting Spider-Man to actually be a quality musical. It didn't seem like something that necessarily lent itself to the medium, per se. Well, I mean, you can have what they did. was They had, you know, your typical musical stories, your the love, love story, the evil person who sings. But also, whilst this was all going on, whilst the person, while Spider-Man was singing, he was also swinging on the on the theater stage as an actual spider-man so i, I don't know how they did it that's insane <laughs> yeah. and i think i think that just i think the actual the medium of musicals lends itself to being so complicated and that it benefits from 
using elements of that visual language like any stage production would, but it has um, musical elements, compositional elements. Like it pulls from all of these different, uh, all of these different themes. And I think um, if I go back to the the um, example of Hamilton, um, just in uh, the room where it happens, that song, there's so many motifs that are being uh, represented and um, uh, being um, played again from the entire musical. Uh, there's so many things to reference and so many things to comment on. Um, and I think, and there's so many different ways in which a uh, a sound designer, um, someone doing tech, an actor, uh, a producer, a musician can use uh, the medium to do those things. And I think that's, I think that's really cool. I think that's awesome. Yeah, well, talking about uh, taking old stories yeah. and making them into new. Uh, I think uh, I think this is a perfect segue to introduce the musical I want to talk about today, which is um, the song. Uh, well, it's Jesus Christ Superstar, and the song which I do not know how to pronounce. It's Gethsemane, and uh, it is the moment where Jesus is about to is thinking about the upcoming doom of it and an upcoming demise, and questioning everything behind his motifs. I only want to say If there is a way Take this cup away from me For I don't want to taste its poison Feel it burn me, I have changed I'm not as sure as when we started Then I was inspired Now I'm sad and tired Listen Surely I've exceeded Expectations tried for three years Seems like thirty could you ask as much from any other man? But if I die, see the saga through and do the things you ask of me. Let them hate me, hit me, hurt me, nail me to the tree. I'd want to know, I'd want to know, my God, want to know, I'd want to know, my God, want to see, I'd want to see, my God, want to see, I'd want to see, my God, why I should die? Would I be more noticed than I ever was before? Would the things I've said and done matter anymore? I'd have to know, I'd have to know, my Lord Have to know, I'd have to know, my Lord Have to see, I'd have to see, my Lord Have to see, I'd have to see, my Lord If I die, what will be my reward? If I die, what will be my reward? Have to know, I'd have to know, my Lord Have to know, I'd have to know, my Lord Why?
sad and tired After all I've tried for three years Seems like ninety Why then am I scared to finish What I started What you started I didn't start it God Thy will is hard But you hold every card I will drink your cup of poison Nail it to your cross and break me Bleed me, beat me, kill me That was Gethsemane, or however you pronounce it. And honestly, it is a really incredible song. Uh, a lot of people have hailed uh, Jesus Christ Superstar for many aspects, but I discovered this song really because I did, uh, the creator of the song, the person who wrote uh, this production, made it so that Jesus was going through the five stages of grief. So if you listen back to the song at first... Uh, Jesus is is in denial. Then when he hits that really extremely uh, uh, high pitch uh, anger, um, you can hear it, it, it's anger, then passes on to bargaining, pleading as to whether or not his death will be worth it or not, and then goes into depression, and then finally is acceptance going with the phrase, um, take me now before I change my mind. And it just really highlights how revolutionary Jesus Christ Superstar was. Behind the content, which a lot of people were against it and a lot of people were for it, there was a lot of criticism. And um, I think uh, even at a, for a while it was banned in the United Kingdom because it was seen as religious content or anti-religious content. In Hungary it was seen as religious uh, propaganda, while in South Africa it was completely banned from from thinkers it was seen as irreligious propaganda it was playing a little bit too much on the the knife of of acceptance of tolerance of taboo in the 1970s and 1973 when it came out as our guest here pointed out and uh, yeah they also it's really interesting to to note that a lot of other languages have tried to attempt to to Chain, yeah, translate it to make it, and they they've done some really nice efforts. If you are into Spanish music, you should also check out the Spanish version of it. It's not as good, but there's a lot of imitation of it, and I think that's uh, one of the most important aspects of of Jesus Christ Superstar is that it was it really pushed people to go out there and try this new content. The Bible was now available for mass media and was now available for for musicals and as we said musicals can really change your mind or really can play with stories in a different way and make you make it sound more incredible in such a way oh that's fascinating to hear i Jesus Christ Superstar is one of those musicals that I've been meaning to see for a long time but just haven't gotten around to it um 
probably partially because of the religious content, I'm generally somewhat suspicious of that. But based on the description, now I'm very excited to hear it and yeah, see it. I, I'm not familiar with it, um, but uh, our guest in here just said that the the people who actually produced and wrote it weren't Christian themselves. That's why it was such a big controversy. And that's, that's why it was such a big controversy. Um, I also assume that because it was from told from the perspective of Judas, that's also a bit of a no-no. <laughs> a bit, uh, yeah, a bit of a... Yeah, it, it was uh, It was also like criticized in so many... There was a lot of pushback for it, but it managed to be so good. Well, this is a very biased uh, opinion here, but it managed to be so good in its music quality that regardless of the content or the, the taboo behind um, Jesus and Judas and the, the, the story... It managed to slip through the cracks of of society's taboo mm-hmm. in the 1970s. I know Israel protested because it, it claimed that it was uh, anti-Semite. Uh, a lot of, of course, uh, Muslim nations did not like it because it was on on the Twelve Apostles yeah. of Jesus, and a lot of religious countries, the Catholic countries, and Christian uh, movements were against it. But then, also on the flip side. Um, a lot of other people who were also religious, the atheists, Catholics, Muslims, and Jews, managed to see that this was a very uh, worthwhile content, regardless of whether or not there was, a, well, I don't believe there was, but a mission behind the, mm-hmm. the story. And it was really, uh, I, would, I just love that song so much. The fact that it's been managed to portray the stages of human human grief in such a way. Yeah, that's that, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I think... That's something as someone who's not familiar with just religion in general, I guess. I I always imagine Jesus as just like this religious figure, but the humanity of that whole thing is never, I don't know, something I think about. And I think the, the, the humanizing of Jesus before his crucifixion is, is a, like, that's an intense situation to be in. Like, Jesus was a dude. Like, historically, he was a person, and he was crucified, and that's a, not a good thing. And he knew it was going to be going to happen. It, and he knew it was going to happen. And having that, I don't know, self-realization, like, in the form of a, of a, of a song, I think that's so, that's such intense emotion to relay as a performer and as a composer and as a lyricist i think that's amazing yeah i mean and just getting into that high note of why uh, i can <laughs> <laughs> doing that in front of a stage of people who probably think they're already getting angry yeah, just by yeah. your role wow uh, bravo bravo yeah i think it was a uh, 50 years uh, late but bravo yeah bravo <laughs> bravo indeed to the original cast jesus christ superstar in 73 bravo <laughs> yeah well, I guess we can bring us to our next musical. I think that is a good segue. Yes. Um, sticking with the theme of religious religiosity, um, I wanted to bring in uh, a song from the Prince of Egypt. It's an anim- animated animated film about the story of Moses. Um, and I think bringing in a, a movie musical was very pertinent to the topic because we see those all the time in Disney um, and animated features um, and things like that. Uh, things that are really, I think, relegated towards the the realm of children and children media. Um, But I think The Prince of Egypt deals with really adult topics, and I think it's a beautiful movie, Um, and I think the song is beautiful, and it is Through Heaven's Eyes from The Prince of Egypt.
their tapestry, though its color brightly shine, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. And the stone that sits on the very top of the mountain's mighty face, does it think it's more important than the stones that form the base? So how can you see what your life is worth, or where your value lies? You can never see through the eyes of man. You must look at your life, look at your life through heaven's eyes. A lake of gold in the desert sand is less than a cool fresh spring And to one lost sheep a shepherd boy is greater than the richest king If a man lose everything he owns has he truly lost his worth or is it the beginning of a new and brighter birth? So how do you measure the worth of a man in wealth or strength or size? In how much he gained or how much he gave? The answer will come. The answer will come to him who tries to look at his life through heaven's eyes. And that's why we share all we have with you. Though there's little to be found When all you've got is nothing There's a lot to go around No life can escape being blown about By the winds of change and chance And though you never know all the steps You must learn to join the dance You must learn to join the dance from the Prince of Egypt. Um, it's a 1998 uh, film from DreamWorks, actually. And I'm looking on the Wikipedia page right now um, because Jeff Goldblum and Sandra Bullock are in it, and they're both Moses' siblings. So is Patrick Stewart. S- pa- really? Patrick Stewart is the uh, Ramses, oh, the, the adoptive awesome. father of yeah, Moses. Yeah, of course he's Ramses. <laughs> makes sense, yeah. Makes like, a lot of sense. All these voices. I, I, I haven't watched this movie since I was a, a little kid, yeah. so I don't think I, would, I could have put um, a voice to a face, maybe. But this, you're just looking at it, you can see that it's been really well produced. It was produced by Hans Zimmer as well. Like yeah, by, by and uh, Hans Zimmer and uh, Stephen Schwartz. Who? Yeah. What did Stephen Schwartz do? A lot. Stephen Schwartz. I don't know that name at all. Isn't he? Uh, 
Well, yeah, it, you can see that the, the music that they, they composed for for Moses's part, or Moses's story, was made into like this, you know, all-out Disney movie, Disney animated yeah. movie. Yeah, Stephen Schwartz um, has pretty much done all of the like the Disney things. He did the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He did Pocahontas. Um, he did Enchanted. Um, but he's also Jewish, so like here you can see his his like ancestry in in the movie. Yeah. Like he he poured a lot in his of his religion into the movie. That's awesome. Into the soundtrack. At least. Thanks, Stephen. And I know this isn't a movie I've seen in a long time, but I do remember I do remember reading somewhere that like in making this movie they actually talked to a lot of different scholars in order to make sure that things were accurate to all of yeah. the Abrahamic religions, yeah. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So, which I find so fascinating, the amount of detail that could go into this to make to make sure that it was telling an accurate story. Yeah, well, everyone, they, sorry. They didn't really talk into the poor Egyptians, though. Like, nobody consulted the pharaohs whether it was a, a, fair, a fair portrayal of Egyptian society. <laughs> well, that's true, but there were a lot of Jewish actors that went into it. And, like, there was a lot of Jewish ancestry behind the production of it. Yeah. And I think that stuff, that stuff's powerful. It's a good movie. And if, if you haven't seen it, I would really recommend you giving it a watch because it's, it's, it's so well done. Strong, proper, strong propaganda against the Egyptian Nile state, though. Oh, uh, well. Terrible. They, terrible. they can't defend themselves <laughs> they right now. So. <laughs> they all lost their first child, so it's fine. <laughs> so, well said, guys. And now if we can transition to uh, another one, uh, another musical that we want to talk about today. Ah, yes. Now my favorite musical of all time, West Side Story, with the song Cool. Of course. If you want to live in this lousy world, play it cool. Wanna get even. Get cool. I want to bust. Bust cool. I want to go. Go cool. Crazy boy, get cool boy, got a rocket in your pocket, keep coolie cool boy, don't get hot, cause man you've got some high times ahead, take it slow, and daddy oh you can live it up and die in bed, boy, boy, crazy boy, stay loose boy, breeze it, Buzz it, easy does it. Turn off the juice, boy. Go, man, go, but not like a yo-yo school boy. Just play it cool, boy. Real cool. action.
All right, everyone, that was cool from West Side Story. I love that song so much. <laughs> it's pretty cool, huh? Almost as much as I love the musical. <laughs> it's such, it's just, West Side Story to me is, like, when I think musical theater, I think of West Side Story because it really did so much to, like, solidify the genre. Um, so the music for this musical, composed by Leonard Bernstein, who was, he did, he did so much for, he did so much in classical music. It's like yeah. almost, like, in just mentioning Leonard Bernstein, I don't really need to say all of his accomplishments because they really speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lyrics were done by Stephen Sondheim, who also did the lyrics, the, the lyrics and music for Into the Woods. And that combination to create a musical about race in New York City and the effects of it while telling the story, a modern version of the classic story of Romeo and Juliet, it's just, to me, perfect. Yeah, we were talking about that it's the the must-see of, of musicals. I actually haven't ever watched it. Yeah, before. I haven't either, and I feel, like a, I feel like a fake fan. Y'all are missing out. You need to see it. I mean... What is the best part of this musical? The best part of the musical, well, for one thing, I mean, the script, of course, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The music being composed by Bernstein is beyond incredible. And then there's also just some insane dance sequences. Like the one, probably the most well known, the Mambo. (laughs) Mambo! Like everyone knows that. Um, And so it's just really a classic, just for the genre as a whole. And I think it would have been a perfect, I think it's a perfect way to just really tie the show up by ending with a bit of classic theater. Classic musical theater. Classic musical theater, yeah. yeah. Well, talking about the ending of the show, um, I would like to say that uh, it's been a, a, a true pleasure. And I want to thank our musical advisor over here. If she can say uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And also, I'd like to say goodbye to Anastasia, who's going to go to back to the United States for the summer break. I believe this is going to be her last show of the year, of the this, academic year. Yeah, of this academic year. I hope to be back soon, unless they uh, steal my position and kick me out of the group. But I don't think that'll happen yet. We won't kick you out, Anastasia. We love you here. Thank you so much. Yet. <laughs> uh, thank you, Miguel. Well, thank you um, so much. No, no worries, no worries. And we'll be back. Uh, this week is going to be a study session. So I also like to, to all our listeners who are students, wish them good luck. Good luck. And with this good luck song, we're going to put, we're going to put the last uh, song of the of the show, which is another song by Flight of the Concords. I'm the motherfucking rhinoceros. My beast are fat and the birds are on my back and I'm horny. I'm horny. If you choose to proceed, you will indeed concede. Because I hit you with my flow, the wild rhino stampede. I'm not just wild, I'm trained, domesticated. I was raised by a rapper and writer that dated And subsequently procreated That's how it goes Here's the hip-hop-hopotamus The hip-hop-hip-hop They call me the hip-hop-hopotamus My lyrics are bottomless Sometimes our rhymes are polite, and I thank you for dinner, Miss Wright. That was very delicious. Good night. Sometimes they're a scene like a pornographic dream. NC 17 with ladies in a stream of margarine. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, some margarine. They call me the hippopotamus. Flows that glow like phosphorus. Popping off the top of this esophagus. Rocking this metropolis. I'm not a large water dwelling mammal. Where did you get that preposterous hypothesis? Did Steve tell you that perchance? Steve. 
my rhymes and records they don't get played Because my records and rhymes they don't get made And if you rap like me you don't get paid And if you roll like me you don't get laid My rhymes are so potent that in this small segment I made all of the ladies in the area pregnant Yeah sometimes my lyrics are sexist But you lovely bitches and hoes should know I'm trying to correct this Other rappers dismay Say my rhymes are say Why? 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 Why exactly? What? Why? Be more constructive with your feedback, please. Why? Why? What? Cause I rap about reality. Like me and my grandma drinking a cup of tea. There ain't no party like my nana's tea party. Hi. How? I'm the mother flippin'. I'm the mother flippin'. I'm the mother flippin'. Who's the mother flippin'? I'm the mother flippin' I'm the mother flippin' I'm the mother flippin' Mother flippin' We miscalculated and we have 10 seconds of awkward silence. So, we're Thank you guys, it's been real. Oh no. <laughs> Is that 10? <laughs> well, not yet. Zeg, gaat u de zaterdagavond alweer plannen met de tv-gids? U kunt ook iedere eerste en derde zaterdagavond van de maand sfeervol dineren op het water. Met de Saturday Night Dinner Cruise van Rederij Stiphout. Onze chefkok verwent u culinair, terwijl u onder andere de indrukwekkende sluis van Ternaaien passeert. Een belevenis door het hoogteverschil van 15 meter. Bekijk ook de chartermogelijkheden van Rederij Stiphout op stiphout.nl. Met veel leuke dagarrangementen voor familie- of bedrijfsuitjes. Ahoy en enjoy! Reserveer op stiphout.nl of bel 043 351 5300. Beleef Maastricht's meest smaakvolle ontdekkingstocht? Bierfestival de 24 uur van Maastricht 2019. Vrijdag 21 en zaterdag 22 juni bij Den Hemel, De Helpoort en het Vali Susterspark. In dit prachtige stukje Maastricht presenteren meer dan 70 bierbrouwerijen uit de hele wereld hun speciaal bieren. Kom proosten! Bekijk alle info op pint-limburg.nl. Bierfestival de 24 uur van Maastricht 2019. Mede mogelijk gemaakt door Gulpener Bierbrouwerij en biervereniging Pint, regio Limburg. Bij autobedrijf Ploemen in Meersen vertaalt onze liefde voor auto's... zich al ruim 80 jaar in zorgzame service en vakmanschap. Natuurlijk hebben wij ook onze favorieten. Vandaar dat autobedrijf Ploemen gegroeid is tot de Volkswagen en Audi-specialist van de regio. Maar autoliefde kent geen grenzen, dus verwelkomen we ook elk ander merk... voor onderhoud of reparatie. Welkom bij autobedrijf Ploemen aan de Ambierweg in Meersen. Like onze Facebookpagina en doe mee met leuke acties. Echte Reserveer nu voor onze overheerlijke vaderdagbrunch tussen 11 en 3. Van alles schet. Rijksweg 132, Bergen ter Blijf. Kijk voor meer info op vanalleschet.com. Bij Van Lijf Interieurs kunt u terecht voor alle interieurproducten. Van zitmeubels tot vloerkleden en verlichting. U kunt het zo gek niet bedenken. Ook is Van Lijf het adres voor raamafwerking. Alle gordijnsoorten en luxaflex worden vakkundig opgemeten en geïnstalleerd. Een familiebedrijf waar vakmanschap en service nog hoog in het vaandel staat. Bent u dus op zoek naar iets moois voor hun huis? Loop dan eens naar binnen in de winkel in Margraten. Of neem eens een kijkje op de website vanlijfinterieurs.nl U luistert naar RTV Maastricht. 87.5 op de kabel, 107.5 in de ether. Dit is Jos Thuis, met het radio nieuws.
De coalitiepartijen vinden dat NPO 1, 2 en 3 tot 8 uur s'avonds reclame vrij moeten worden. Ook hoeven omroepen nog maar 50.000 leden te hebben in plaats van 150.000. Het schrappen van reclame zou de omroep 60 miljoen euro aan inkomsten per jaar kosten. Daarvan wordt 40 miljoen euro gecompenseerd door het Rijk. In het Noord-Hollandse Driehuis moeten 38 leerlingen van de Duin- en Kruidberg-MAVO het examen Duits en Biologie op 17 juni overdoen. Volgens de school is het postpakket met de gemaakte examens zoekgeraakt bij PostNL. Dat zou volgens de regels voor een tweede correctieronde aangetekend aan een andere school zijn gestuurd. Ook VWO-leerlingen van het Ritovius College in Eersel kregen onlangs te horen dat ze twee examens moeten overdoen. Daar bleek een postzak met gemaakte examens gestolen te zijn. In het water van de binnenwatering in Katwijk is de politie een nieuwe zoekactie gestart naar de sinds 29 mei vermiste Anja Schaap. De 33-jarige Katwijkse zou daar woensdagnacht rond kwart voor vier voor het laatst zijn gezien. Er wordt samengewerkt met de brandweer en het landelijk team onderwaterzoekingen. Schaap verliet woensdagnacht na één uur een café om naar huis te lopen, maar kwam daar nooit aan. Wat er na haar vertrek is gebeurd is ontdekt.